Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back with a new edition of, well, I think we're going to call it over there, but Shades of Blue podcast, but most important thing is, this is Seb Bell from Kansas City Soccer Journal, uh, with me, Hugh Williams. How are you today, Hugh? I'm doing very well, Thad. How are you? All right. I, what What's your first thoughts from the game yesterday? I mean, were you, are you happy, sad, shocked, dismayed? Not shocked. Um, disappointed that they didn't win the game. Uh, disappointed for my friend disappointed for the country uh, but they're still in it and still in you know in first place so can't be too disappointed with it but the way they played the second half they more than deserved to win the game and I, I think we'll get into this but it really was kind of uh, three different sections of this game I would kind of say would, would, would you agreed I think you know the first 15 to 20 minutes uh, was US doing very well and then the rest of the half, the U.S. struggled. And then the second half, domination by U.S. throughout the whole second half. So that, that first part where the U.S. did well, that was pretty much up until they gave up the goal? Yeah, it, I, would, I, I would say just a little bit before that. Um, so early on, I think it was a bright start. You know, the Netherlands played with a 3-5-2 formation, which very risky and very brave of them to do that matching up three center backs with the fast u.s forwards and it looked early on like that was going to backfire for them 
Um, you saw the wingers, in particular Smith and and Rodman, uh, getting the ball in seam two, that space in between the defenders and the midfield, turning and going at the center backs. And they were getting a lot of success doing that. Surprised to see Spitzer, the Netherlands captain, playing in the back. She usually plays as a six but was playing as a center back in this game. So I thought that was going to be a mismatch in favor of the fast U.S. players. And it looked like that early on. So that, you know, boded well for U.S. A lot of opportunities. They were going at them with pace. And really the formation, I thought, was going to backfire. Um, also, the Netherlands were determined to try and play out of the back, and they were playing out of the back so very deep in their own 18-yard box, it was just begging for U.S. high pressure to you know dominate that. And I thought DeMello started off well in midfield. Uh, she was pressing hard. She was pushing hard. And, you know, and everything looked very well at that point. But around about the 15, 20-minute mark is when the midfield of the Netherlands, so they were playing, you know, five in midfield against three, they started taking over. Yeah, I saw that. And then what led to the goal, it seemed pretty much the U.S. kind of failed and broke down at almost every line to, that led up to that goal. Is that how you saw it at that time i thought well first of all i think it's the mid, it was the midfield i thought the netherlands midfield they had their veteran players playing in midfield they had rude playing there they had gronen playing there they had van der donk playing there so those players have played well they played in the, in the final last year uh, four years ago so they're, they're veteran midfield players they're very good players on the club level very good players on the international level and they had the two younger wing backs as well. So it was five against three there. And I thought the U.S. was soft, to be honest. And the Netherlands were playing very physical soccer, kind of taking it to the, to the U.S. team. And the space was right down the middle. In particular, I was disappointed with Sullivan playing the holding midfield spot for the U.S. Sullivan was not physical enough and left a lot of space between her and the back line. And that's exactly what happened on the goal. She pushed up too late, and then there was that big hole behind her, that space in between the back line, which for the goal it forced one of the defenders, Crystal Dunn, to make a poor decision to come out of her position um, to take the attacking midfield player creating space out wide which then resulted in the shot on, on target um, but crystal came out of position because of a missed tackle and missed time challenge by sullivan and i and i thought sullivan was struggled in that first half yeah i would definitely agree with that and i i wondered about that when they showed the lineup originally about how that was going to match up the the same questions you were having about their three versus the uh, the, the fast U.S. attackers, but that overwhelming the midfield is, was probably the right strategy for them in this, as it turned out. Yeah, as it turned out, I could have backfired because, you know, if the U.S. would have kind of bypassed that midfield a little bit, uh, gone a little bit more direct, hit 
Alex Morgan. Alex Morgan then hit the space between the wingbacks, the, the Netherlands wingbacks, and one of the wide centre-backs. That's where you. That's where the hole was. That's where the space was that you U.S. could have exploited, and but did not do that until the second half. And, um, in the second half, it, I noticed that they were perhaps doing a lot of, uh, or I would say a lot, but definitely more. They would pass it up to somebody back and then back forward again to break that line. So they weren't playing it through they weren't playing in the mid as much as they were making the mids freeze while they they moved the ball back and forth yeah yeah, i saw that as well so it's up back and up and but that final up pass was a diagonal pass into that space again between the center backs and the wing backs that's where the space was at that's where the opportunities were coming from for the it was it was a wild second half uh u.s came out angry they, they came out mad. And got more mad. Got more mad after the Van der Donk collision with Huran. And and you know what you didn't see in, in that second half? You didn't notice Sullivan. Just kind of on her case a little bit that that first half. But the, the, you don't want to notice your six. Right. Your six is there to protect the back line, to be a windshield wiper, I guess, a sweeper of the midfield. And if you're noticing her, that usually means you're getting exploited in midfield. I didn't notice Sullivan the whole second half, so she played way better, was more physical in picking up loose balls. And as soon as she got it, she, she made a simple pass, kept possession. But that whole second half, the tempo and the speed suited the U.S. a lot more and resulted in the Netherlands just panicking a little bit in the back a lot of kind of emergency last minute type defending going on yeah it was good to see them doing that and not the u.s very important for u.s to do that you know what there wasn't a lot of chances right the netherlands had throughout the whole game uh, they did take advantage of the chance in the first half. Good finish, by the way. Yep. And then there was that other chance in the second half. And don't fall asleep on that Ertz play. That ball was going in. Yep. And when Ertz came in and made that last-ditch kind of sliding block, that, that, that's important. important for that game and important for potentially who the U.S. will play in the next round. Definitely. The, uh, in that in the results, in the looking at the stats, uh, U.S. had 18 total shots, Netherlands five. Uh, U.S. had what, four on target, eight off target, and six were blocked. Netherlands only got one actually on target that wasn't blocked by somebody before it got there, and that was the resulting goal. And I know it's easy to criticize how the U.S. played, but Netherlands is a very good team, and they did hold them to they did limit them the amount of shots. It just kind of looked bad, especially in that first half. Yeah, and, and no saves by the goalkeeper, right? So, um, and Vlaco did mention that after the game. I think that they held a one of the top. What were they ranked ninth in the world? I think, which is might be a little low for them. I think they're they're better than that. Uh, but we've mentioned in the past. But you know, picking anybody between. I don't know, three and ten, you can throw them yeah. may, maybe even higher than that. You can throw them all in, in, in a hat and just pick some teams out. So they're all pretty much even at that level. 
U.S. was certainly the better team in, in this game. Um, other than that 20 minutes the second half of the first half and but overall I think the U.S. won't be satisfied with the result but will be okay that they're still very much in control of their own destiny. The, when you say uh, they were the better team I've listened to various different radio broadcasts and people online and of course you know people who it's your job to go out and talk about soccer more way more than it is mine criticizing the whole performance criticizing the game the coaching choices and all that stuff but it was a it was a good game it was a good result not maybe as good as what we wanted it's expectations expectations are that u.s national team are going to go out and pound everybody that's not realistic that didn't happen four years ago. Didn't happen in 2015. You know, we tend to forget some of those things right. that happened, you know, on the way to those championships then. Um, but the reality is that there are a lot of good teams out there. It's going to be tougher to win this World Cup than any other World Cup. And for the U.S., and you just mentioned it, U.S. had 18 shots in that game. Yep. Netherlands had four shots, did you say? Five. Five shots total. And and how many of those were on target? And one. Just one on target. Uh, there, so, there was probably another one or two that were blocked, but they, were, they had two, the, two of their shots were blocked. Yeah, so that's, that's domination. Yeah. The, the concern there is the finishing, though, right? The concern of the first game was finishing. So that's the thing that Vladko needs to jump on right now. They have to finish more of the opportunities that they're creating. How, as a coach, I mean, you, you've been a longtime coach. How do you go and say, hey, we're in the midst of a tournament. Uh, your finishing has not been great the last two games. And honestly, you could even go back to the last year. But you have some of the best forwards in the world. You know, Sophia Smith, Rodman, Morgan, uh, Lynn Williams on, it didn't come in. And we'll get to that. Uh, Alyssa Thompson, et cetera. You have all these great talents, uh, Rose LaFelle, Haran, how do you go today? You didn't finish well. Tomorrow you have to finish better. Confidence. It's about building those players' confidence in there. And also it's about being in the correct spot too. Um, so they'll break down film. They'll break down, you know, the technical part of it. But I think finishing is about anticipation. And finishing is about being in the right place at the right time. There's a lot of players out there who've made a lot of money in their careers about, you know, just being there just to toe poke that final. You, if you blast a shot from 24 yards out and it hits that upper 90 and you see that net bulging up and you get one point for that in soccer. Yeah. If somebody crosses the ball, you go to head it and you miss timing it, it hits your shoulder and goes in and just crawls over the line and goes into the goal, you get one point. So it's about being in that correct spot. It's about finishing the the rebounds. The 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 opportunity that Rodman had in the second half, she should have put away, but more importantly, she had to put that on target because if she misses, there's an, or still an opportunity for a rebound for a tapping goal for for one of their t- t- her teammates. And as a coach, I loved tapping goals. Yeah. And tapping goals shows you that you have multiple players in the right spot to put that ball away. That did feel like even in the second, 
one of the things in the second half was they had more people in the box. They had more people crashing. They had all everything going right except not as many goals going in. Uh, going to Haran's goal, we're kind of not going very linear here, but that's I never do. We know she got mad, and then two minutes later, she's putting the ball in the back of the net off the header. Is that just that she was just ultimately focused at that point? And is that kind of going to what you're, everything else or what you're saying? Is she's very focused at that moment because she's mad? Who knows, right? But it certainly looked like that the old way, for that's for sure. Um, the focus was on. Uh, the determination was there. And, you know, she, that was a player that was going to find a way to lift her team at that point. And they needed that. That the, the longer that game was going to go in nil-nil, the longer that goal was, game was going to go one-nil for the Netherlands, the more that panic would have set in for the U.S. And that goal came at the right time. Absolutely. I, I do think if I was Vlaco, I would send the video team to go find every video thing that they can have of somebody fouling Haran and just play that for her right before the game. <laughs> just get her mad. It worked out in this game. All right. Um. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Talk, uh, I'm trying to remember. There was a conversation we had in a Slack channel that we have on our uh, for the site and somebody mentioned Morgan getting offside and I said that's Morgan and because she was barely offside on that that one goal and I said that's Morgan and people took that I admit that that was a big negative but that's one thing that she does is she's towing that line she's making those runs trying to time it and stuff like that if she had scored that goal it would have also just probably just totally opened up the entire game after that yeah you had a feeling that if that would have gone in 
And Morgan, that is Morgan, you're right. Because she is, and she's been coached all her career to be on that last shoulder. Yep. And, and it was just a matter of timing. It was half a step away. When you initially saw it, to be honest with you, I thought it was like two yards offside. And then when they replayed it again, you see it's half a yard. Yeah. So that was close. But that also showed you how quick Alex is in getting away from her def defender. So because of that pace, though, you do sometimes want to just give the other team that half a yard. Give them a yard. You've got the pace to get behind them, even if you give them a yard or so. And she did jump the gun too soon, but you do get the feeling that if they'd have scored that, that goal, it would have been 3-1, 4-1 after that. Yeah, I do too. Um, all right, let's just kind of going down the list a little bit. We've talked about several of the players. Um, how... Alyssa Nair didn't have much to do except the one that she really couldn't have made a save on, so I'm going to skip over her. She, she did fine. How about the back line in general? How do you feel they did? They weren't tested enough. Um, Vlako does want more from his outside backs. That's going to be my guess for sure, that he wants them to do more on the offensive side of the game. Um, he, he did mention after the game that he had Dunn and Fox move up or you know, be a little bit farther forward, and that, that may have contributed to combating the, the overwhelming midfield presence for Netherlands. Yeah, because that's where the wingbacks were at, right? They were in that hole. They were kind of had too much room to attack, so there was numbers up in midfield. So having their outside backs step up to take away the space for the wingbacks was an important part for them. So at that point, Sullivan and um, Rose Lavelle came on and made a big difference, and Huran as well in midfield were able to take more control of midfield than they were in the first half. When the, in, in that midfield, uh, you, you kind of already went to that, but with Rose in there, the ball moved a little faster. Uh, not that DeMello was terrible. She, the first part of the game was pretty good, but after that I think she kind of disappeared a little bit, and there's a lot of not positive touches. The ball would come to players, and they would lose control of it. Even if they regained it, they've lost momentum. But in that second half, it started to build and get better. Was that just the mentality? Was that Rose actually being in there? Did she make that much of a difference? First of all, I think is doing well. Um, I, I think DeMello was being aggressive in that first 20 minutes. Uh, faded a little bit, yeah. but I think faded defensively um, more than offensively. But I don't think that she was the worst midfield player in any way. No. But if you're going to make a substitution to bring Rose Lavelle on, DeMello is the player that comes off. And, and let's be honest about it, Rose is one of the best players in the world. So she is going to be more effective than DeMello. And the creativity is there, and also the pace of, of the attacks. And the whole tempo of the second half was much better for the U.S. And it, it did create a more open game and more opportunities for the U.S. to get into that transition side of things. With Netherlands as opposed to Vietnam or some of the other teams the U.S. has played, Netherlands wanted to play, which that should have contributed to that open game and the success of the, the midfield and the forwards for the U.S., right? I mean, uh, but we didn't – we saw a lot of shots, but we didn't see as many maybe – I don't know what the expected goals was. I didn't look that up for the game, but there was maybe not as many quality shots from the U.S. as I would hoped. 
you said 18 shots, right. four on target, the five on target, something like that. Yep. That that's not enough. That that is not. They have to be more clinical in the attacking third. Yeah, four on target, uh, six were blocked. So that's I don't know how many of those would have. Been. I'm assuming some of those were on would have been actually on target. In uh, you know there were some very close chances. Uh, what Robin just went a little bit wide on that one. Uh, you know the the Morgan one that was offside. I, maybe you hope to see a little bit more out of uh, Sophia. Yeah, it wasn't her best game. Uh, but it's going to be tough for her now, right? People know who she is. Yep. People understand that's the player that you have to stop if you're playing against the U.S. And she's still very young, so how is she going to be able to take that pressure? Um, she was still good, but not great in this game. And that is part of also being the uh, you know one of the faces of Nike and you know those commercials. <laughs> Everybody knows you. They're going to know her anyway, but that just a little bit makes everybody maybe want to play her a little harder. Yeah. All right. Decent result. Not great. A little disappointing. Could have been better. I mean, there's a lot of ways we could phrase this. But they have their destiny in their own hands. If they go and beat Portugal, they move through, then everything's, you know, went off after that point. What do you know about Portugal? Portugal are going to be disciplined. They won't try and play. Um, they will be organized in the back. They will try and control the tempo of the game. They will not be as physical as the Netherlands were. I don't think so anyway. Um, they will try to play the counter game. The, let's absorb pressure and then let's use our, the two silvers up top to see if we can catch the U.S. on a counterattack. Are the two Silvas fast? They're fast, they're quick, they're creative. You, you know one of them fairly well. Let's see. Um, do you change the lineup if you're Vlaco, or do you go out with pretty much the same lineup? I think that, well, the question marks Rose Lavelle. She determines whether what changes will be made. If she's fit to play, uh, you know, she played 45 minutes in this one, will she be cleared by the next game to play 90 minutes? Uh, or at least 60 minutes. If she's cleared to play 60 minutes, I would start Rose. Would that be the only change? Yeah. Yeah, the the question mark would be Rodman, perhaps. Maybe you put Lynn Williams in. Maybe you put Alyssa Thompson in for Rodman. But I would, I, I would keep Rodman in, in there. And then the other question is, do you bring Cook in and center back and then put Juliet's in midfield. So those are the question marks that Vladko will go through. And, you know, I can have an opinion here. Uh, the defense has not really been challenged defensively in both games. So I think the defense is doing okay. I would not mess with it. Um, but the midfield needs help. It does... Adding Which rows, means messing with it, maybe by bringing Ertz up. That's exactly right. So, but... I would say that adding Rose Lavelle there makes the difference. And I would do whatever I can to get Sullivan to play physical soccer. When she plays physically and is winning battles, winning loose balls, U.S. are a way better team. She's 
she's never I don't I don't dislike her, but she's just never been my favorite player in that role. But I know that's been the struggle of the last couple of years is finding somebody who fit that role as well as Ertz, which and then when she gets back and gets on the, the, the roster, everybody pretty much expected her to play that sixth role. Yes, expected her to be the ball winner in there. Um, what that does when, when she's playing the six is she does win loose balls, but she also brings the threat of joining the attack and getting the, on the end of those crosses as well, more than Sullivan does, for sure. Uh, is Ertz a better six? Yes. But are you a better team with Ertz playing center back? How much of a difference is it? That's what Vladko has to judge, right? If you're going to compare both of them, uh, Ertz or Sullivan as a six, one-on-one, then you're picking Ertz. But what you have to, you know, the sum of the total, that's what you got to have to, you know, are you a better team with Sullivan in not quite as good as Ertz in midfield, but you're a lot better defense with Ertz in the back. See, I would maybe go the other way is that you're a better defense with Ertz as the six because she is going to protect it perhaps better than Sullivan. Um, it just And it was just occurred to me too because – a lot of times when we look from the outside, we don't know the details. We don't know players' health. We don't know how, you know, if they can go 60 or 90 or 45. But we also need to think about that a player needs to go seven games. A player like Ertz, he wants her to play seven games. Maybe it's easier on her physically to play the this, this center back versus that six because she would be getting up and down and side to side all over. You know, we know she would be getting all over the place if she's that six. Maybe because she's still – she's back and she's played into BSL, but is, I'm just throwing out little crazy thoughts that, here. Yeah, those things have to be a factor. But, and we haven't mentioned it so far in this podcast, the fact that he did not substitute a lot yesterday right. kind of tells you that he's not thinking too far ahead. He's thinking one game at a time right now. And I understand that logic. Sometimes worries me a little bit. Yeah, and I understand why it would worry anybody. Um, but Vladko yesterday decided that in that second half, the tempo was perfect. The the rhythm of the game was perfect for them to win it 3-1, to 4-1. to one. And the opportunities were there f- for them to do that. Again... They score that goal that got disallowed for offside, then that opens everything up, and, and I really do believe it would have been four-one at that point. Um, but by substituting a, a player, he mentioned something. It takes a player a, a little bit to to get into the flow of the game. I don't know if that's the case as much as when you do substitute, you do stop the flow. Right. There's not necessarily the play that comes in that goes into it, but the whole team stops and the rhythm and the momentum stops. And I don't think they were in a, in a spot yesterday that they wanted to stop that momentum. Yeah, and I understand that. The uh, I, It does take – I do think sometimes it does take a player a minute or two or you know a couple touches to get in their flow. It does stop the flow of the game at that point. Um, sometimes there's a little bit more knock-on advantage, though, you know, a couple minutes later, you know, going fresh legs, going against a little bit tired defenders, that sort of thing. And in a game that was going back and forth, it might have made a little bit of difference there. Tough for me to argue against that, you know, having fresh legs. That's what game changes are there for, right? right? That's what substitutes are there for, is to make that difference. He obviously felt 
that he had the best lineup on the field to beat this team. Didn't work out, um, but that's what he, he obviously felt. And you mentioned, you know, stuff like uh, preparing for next games and seven games down the road. The other part we don't know, and you also mentioned injuries, injuries. we don't know how play, players are playing in practices right. either. You know, is the occasion too big for Alyssa Thompson? You know, she's 18, 19 years old. We don't know if it is or not. You know, why isn't Sanchez playing? Sanchez was playing prior to uh, the World Cup. She was starting ahead of DeMello. We don't know why. Has she got a knock? Is she just not playing well? Is the confidence low? You know, there's lots of things that we don't understand that's happening behind closed doors. And that's very true, which is like when uh, just locally, I love going to see the, the local teams practice. And I only get a half hour or an hour of watching them in a practice a week. And I can see that in players and, you know, fans will be saying, why isn't this player playing? Because they're terrible in practice this week. And that may be a lot of what is going on. You know, these players are doing the best that they – they're the ones who are doing the best, and he's putting out the best options at that moment because of injuries or confidence or just not good play. Yeah, and they might be the best for their speci that specific game plan as well. Uh, which is why I thought it might change between Vietnam and Netherlands because we knew that would be a two different kind of games. Um you know, the other ones would be a chance for faster players maybe to take more advantage, that sort of thing. Uh, if if Portugal does sit back a lot, you're going to need people who break things down, and that would definitely fit more into a Rose category. Yeah, I, I think Rose would have started, period. I don't care who they're playing against if she was fit. Uh, obviously, the first game she was cleared to play 30 minutes. This one she was cleared to play 45. I'm going to assume that 60 minutes – in, in the next game, so she will be a starter. Cool. Um, anything else we should discuss today, Hugh? Not that I have. Let's see. So, similar lineup, starting starting rows, similar lineup. For me, uh, I would the only one I would consider is Rodman up top. I would keep the back back four together, keep that cohesiveness going. Uh, midfield, add Rose Lavelle in there, and up top, I would keep it the same, but with consideration given to maybe Lynn Williams, Alyssa Thompson to start up top instead of Rodman. If you did take Rodman out for this next game, what's the consideration between Lynn and Alyssa? I mean, which one? What did they bring that's different? Sure, Alyssa, very good. I mean, crazy good at her first touch and facing up and being able to go at players. Um, Lynn, fastest player on the team. Um, but Lynn's main strength, although she is a very good goal scorer and has consistently scored a minimum of eight goals in every NWSL season, uh, so the best part of her game is her defensive ability from playing up top. So if the U.S. are high-pressing, which is what they like to do, Lynn Williams is perfect for that. Yeah, and that's actually why I thought she probably would. I thought she would be one of the starters for Netherlands. Just I thought she fit that game, that she has that press, that speed to help get back, but also to break them when they going forward. Uh, I think Blacko is just going with, I guess, who he thinks plays best at that moment. So 
Agreed. Uh, we'll we'll see if it's working out. We'll work out for him. Uh, but I think he has a lineup in mind which he thinks is the best lineup for now. And and I don't think he's going to make a lot of changes. Yeah. Knowing Blocko, I don't think he will. But that doesn't mean I can't speculate. All right. Thanks for the time, Hugh. Uh, any prophetic last words? No pearls of Welsh wisdom today. Thank you for the time. And we are out. And the white and the blue